Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. For Tuesday, May the 4th, we thank you for listening to AFR. There are four people going to be talking today. I don't know if I used a verb there or not. Uh, Ed Battagliano is one of them. I will be talking today, sir. You will be. And sharing will. insights and wisdom. Far right? beyond my years. Well, I can barely say that anymore <laughs> with, a, with a straight face. Beyond your years? <laughs> at, at 62. Okay. Walker Wildman. Good morning, Walker. Good morning. Walker's number two. I'm number three, and Fred Jackson's number four. Yep, pulling in this, the caboose. Quartet. <laughs> I don't know who's going to sing what here. Mm. But uh, anyway, we thank you for listening to AFR. Walker, how can folks join us on what Ed calls that their internet? Yes, uh, we have a website, AFR.net. It's one of the uh, quickest ways to find us. Just go to our website, AFR.net, listen live to the show. We'll also post uh, this show. Uh, when we get done with it, we'll post it as a podcast on our website. And you can always download our app, the AFR app. It's free. We have thousands of people who listen on the app each day. And also, we're on Facebook and YouTube where you can actually watch the show. Watch Today's Issues on Facebook or YouTube. Just type in our show name, Today's Issues. You'll find our page there, and you can watch the show. Okay, and if you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. On Tuesdays, we usually have Dr. Frank Turek and Sandy Rios. And guess what? They're going to be here today. So we're going to talk to Dr. Frank and Sandy coming up in just a little while. I'm sure they'll have something very interesting to talk about. Fred, lead us off today this morning. Well, I don't think it's breaking news that the the left is uh, working hard on its agenda in this country, uh, be it nationally and all the way down to local politics. And a lot of people sometimes they'll ask, well, what can I do? What can I do to fight back? Well, we've got some good news coming out of Texas this morning because there, in a couple of municipal elections last Saturday, May 1st, they fought back, and they being conservatives. And uh, first story comes from South Lake, which is a city uh, about 30 miles northwest of Dallas. They had municipal elections. One of the big issues there was opposition to the teaching of critical race theory in their schools. All right. So they got busy. And a group out there, the uh, it was a South Lake PAC, South Lake Families PAC, got busy, raised money for candidates. And when the voting came in, listen to this. There were two new members of the school district council, and uh, they defeated the opposition there. But not only that, they took two city council seats and the mayor. So uh, by getting busy, by doing more than saying, well, I'm concerned about this, they actually decided to run for office. That wasn't the only victory. Austin, Texas. Arguably, probably the most liberal city in Texas. Right. And one of the most liberal strongholds in the country. There the issue was uh, the ban that had been in place on people sleeping in the streets, camping in the streets. That ban had been lifted by the Democrats. 
running the city. And so a group of people got together and said, enough is enough. Now, we're talking about you're trying to walk down the street and some guy's camping there. Yeah. But also, by lifting that ban, the crime rate increased dramatically in Austin. So you're talking about homeless people. Yes. When you say camping. Yes. Right. Yeah. Not families camping well, with well, kids. Yeah, I know. But it sounded... It's not KOA. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I just yes. want to make sure. Yeah. No. So crime rate went up. Folks got together. And by golly, uh, the same kind of thing happened there. Uh, people got elected, and they're going to put the ban back in place. So what is all of this about? This is this is about fighting back. This is about speaking up when you're opposed to that left-wing agenda and then taking a step further if the Lord leads you in that direction and running for office to make a change. But I think there's there's also something else here. There's something happening in this country, folks. <laughs> I believe, honestly, that the left has overplayed its hand that America is not a far left-wing country. And I think people are fighting back. And don't think for a moment that in the case of South Lake, there weren't some Democrats who voted with the conservatives. Right. Because they're concerned about their kids, too. And I'm sure there are liberals in Austin who said enough is enough of these people camping and doing what they do, their bathroom parades all over the place. Mm-hmm. We don't want this. So that's what it takes. And uh, also, just a quick second story. There's a very interesting piece, and perhaps Brent, uh, our producer, can post this. National Review story is Coke rethinking woke. And very briefly in this case, you know, Coke over the last couple of years has been speaking out in favor of left-wing policies, left-wing social policies, including most recently the law it passed in Georgia tightening up election rules. And there's been a big change there. They've changed their tune. They were sharp against, and they were very anti-Trump in their in their social policy, and they have changed things. Their language is changing. Uh, they've made a change in their one of their legal heads, and uh, they're walking back some of their rather divisive language that they put out there. But it's a very interesting story. The title is, Is Coke rethinking woke worth reading there listen uh, one of the things i I try to uh, encourage people to do when we talk about uh big corporations um is they say well what can we do they're big corporations you can't touch them well you can go local you Mm -hmm. can buy local you you can't stop really big corporations from doing what they want to do you can buy local and the same thing is true when it comes to politics you can't stop the swamp in Washington, D.C., from doing a lot of what they're doing. You can talk to your congressman, you know, your senator, your senators, your your representative. You can fight that battle, but you can also go local. You can also begin to run for offices on a local level. You can buy local. You can do things in your community. There is still that option. And to your point, even liberals don't like chaos. That's right. Okay, And, and, and we're seeing that with the recall effort of Gavin Newsom in California. We'll probably see some turnover in states like Washington and Oregon, Portland, Seattle, those places where the mayors, the governors are allowing chaos to rule and reign. Liberals want uh, a, a an orderly society too. Yeah. Yeah, when you poll the public, <clears throat> and of course it changes depending on where you are in the country, but when you when you look at these national polls, 
um, the majority of the public, at least the ones that are taking these polls, are against the majority of what the Democrat Party stands for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, you know, 70% of people are, are, are opposed to defunding the police or reducing funding for police departments. Those are Democrats. Some of those are Democrats. Um, so there, there are some issues that cross party lines. I think uh, <clears throat> safety, city, your safety in your city, economics, those are issues that cross party lines, and you're seeing that with Austin and other cities. And the polling that's been done with regards to how Biden is, is handling our southern border, uh, liberals and conservatives are very concerned about what's going on down there. Uh, more than 600,000 people entering this country illegally since Joe Biden became president just a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that many times. Uh, he's, he's uh, Joe, I don't give a rip, Biden, uh, about the people coming here illegally by the hundreds of thousands pouring over our border. Just because you don't see it on TV every day, folks, doesn't mean it's not happening because the mainstream media is trying to protect President Biden right. on this one. Uh, he, he really royally messed up because he he stopped uh, the wall construction. That Trump, he, Everything that Trump had going on, listen, uh, Trump may have, President Trump, you know, he did a lot of good things. Maybe he made some mistakes along the way. Uh, maybe all his policies weren't what we would all agree with here every time. I understand that, although I agree with 95% of what he did. Uh, however, you got to say that President Trump had a handle on the border because he had, he, uh, he had stopped the massive illegal immigration into our country and, and, and brought it to a trickle. Is what he had done right. with he said build a wall. We all know walls work. Right. And he was building them as fast as he could, even though the Democrats said no, we're against walls. And so uh then Biden said, Y'all come and we'll give you free health insurance. Well, they did. They come they're coming. And they are. And they're coming. So the incentive that President Biden gave to these folks to come, uh they're we're they're emptying out Central America. Uh, they're coming right up through Mexico, hundreds of thousands. They're saying upwards of a million people by the end of the year will pour into our country illegally, and President Biden doesn't care one lick. And the mainstream media is not going to stop, not going to report on it, because if they report on it, it makes him look bad. If he looks bad, then the Democrats may lose the 2022 midterm elections. So the only people that are going to cover this are conservative outlets, uh, Fox News, so forth. Other than that, uh, they're going to try to hide it as a problem. And, and in order to keep the Fox News and conservative media from reporting on it, the Biden administration has closed off these facilities to all media, okay, to keep right. conservative media from showing pictures and video. Uh, that's what they do in China. Right. In the former Soviet Union and so forth. They control the media by telling them what they can and can't. Where they can and can't go, what they can and yeah. can't take pictures. Yeah, of. and to prove, to further prove that the Biden administration doesn't care about what's going on on the border, is the Vice President Kamala Harris, who's supposed to be the czar, the border czar. She hasn't done a press conference in forty-one days. No. When it comes to the border, forty-one days. Can you imagine if Vice President Pence had went forty-one days without doing a press conference on the coronavirus? Right. Pandemic. Oh, they would be calling for his head. Right. 
the media. Well, I think you guys are being unfair to the vice president. Are we now? Yeah, she is working very hard to solve this problem, this non-crisis on the border. That's why she can't do interviews. Because it's really not a problem? No, because she's working very hard to solve. What is she doing? What is the, what is not a problem? Yeah, just kidding. what is she doing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I don't, I don't want to kid about this, Ed. She, she, I want to know what she's doing. She's staying as far away from this actual crisis, which she knows is a right. crisis, as she can. And yeah. she can't do it. She cannot do a press conference Listen. because because President Joe Biden put her in charge of a, of a problem that cannot be solved. Yeah. Well, it can't, but it can be dealt with just like President Trump did. Uh, yeah, what I mean is it can't be solved unless you reverse Biden's policies. You've, you've, by putting Harris in control, uh, Vice President Harris, uh, by putting Harris in, in quote, over the border crisis, that is like, um, well, you're, you're asking her to do something she doesn't even believe in. Right. Yeah. Okay. She, she believes in open borders. She always has. So you're telling her, go down there and make sure we find the reasons why people are coming here, pouring into our country illegally. And she's going, in her mind, I don't want to stop them from coming here illegally, so why are you putting me in charge of this? So, thus, I'm not even going to deal with it at all. I'm not going to have a press conference. Nothing. Nothing. And guess what? Oprah Winfrey's not going to ask me about this. Right. Don Lemon's not going to ask me about this because they're going to help protect me criticism over this issue well here here's here's what i mean when i say she wants to stay away from it she can't have a press conference where peter Ducey of fox news asks her why you've got two thousand young people locked up in a in a uh, uh a dallas facility where there are sexual assaults going on where COVID is spreading she doesn't want to answer those questions. I, I agree. She believes in open borders, but when conservative media show her videos of all this stuff, she doesn't want to have to answer right. that kind of question. Right. And then whether the, the, the only, there's a couple of things, you know, w- will the Democrats have to pay for allowing people to pour into our country illegally in 2022 remains to be seen, but that's a long time from now. In the it meantime, is. in the meantime, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, California. Well, California doesn't care. They got a y'all come policy over there. Right. Anyway, sanctuary state, so they don't. I don't count them as caring about illegal immigration, right. but Texas does, and Arizona does, and, Ari- and you know Arizona does because the Democrat senator there rebuked the president yeah. the other day after yeah. the State of the Union speech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't know if it's going to matter or not because uh, the Democrat voters. You know, do they even care that people are pouring into our country illegally? Um, all right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Our guest is Dr. Frank Turek. How you doing, Brother Frank? Walls don't work. Why <laughs> walls, is there one around the White House then? Uh, because walls do work. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we all know that. And uh, Biden Harris. Why, why do you have a lock on your door? Uh, try to keep people out who don't need to be in there. That's right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Am I passing? <laughs> you, I don't know. You guys sound like white supremacists to me. I think I'm too. I sound like what? You white. sound like white supremacists to me if you got a lock on your door. What's wrong with you, man? Come on. <laughs> okay. 
All right, Fred, uh, Fred, you got a question for Brother Frank? Yeah, uh, Frank, what do, what does CIA stand for? What, what do those initials stand for, CIA? Well, in our world, it stands for the Cross-Examined Instructor Academy, which we run every every uh, August. Uh, but normally the other CIA, the, Frank. The Central Intelligence Agency. Yeah, why? Why? Well, to work for the CIA, one would expect you have to know something about foreign affairs and have some experience in detecting bad people who want to do bad things to America. Got to be able to run on top of a running train <laughs> as well. Right. I don't as know, well. If you know if you've ever seen Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Jason Bourne. Yeah. So with all of that in mind, I, I'm a little puzzled, and you may be too, Frank, by the latest recruiting ad coming from the CIA. I want you mm -hmm. to have a listen. What apparently is now important to the CIA in recruiting. Cut seven. Okay. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. What in the world was that? <laughs> what was is that? really that? an ad, Fred? That, that is really an ad yeah. for the CIA. That, that, the CIA advertises? Yes. What yes. do they no, advertise for? No, hold, 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 hold. You know what happened here? I can, I can see it already. The Russians planted that ad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On the CIA. Okay, she hold, hold is, on. I, I do think we need some context here, some explanation, because we that sounded like a Saturday Night Live spoof. Uh, <laughs> a uh, spoof of spooks. Uh, so what? So so what was? So you have an advertisement. I didn't know the CIA advertised. Sure, they need good people. Uh, well, but uh, but anyway, so she's saying this woman is saying, I am all these things. It, in other words, it was a multicultural, diverse, uh, woke ad. Well, right? Tim, it's, it's a recruitment ad. It's, a, yeah, it's meant it, to it, recruit it, people. It sounds just like the United Airlines a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Remember when they said our 50% of our pilots are going to be people of color and, and a different gender and all this, as if takeoffs and landings weren't the real issue? Well, she, she says in that recruitment ad, this is not a box-checking exercise and then proceeds to check yes. boxes. <laughs> yeah. I'm this. What I'm did this, she say I'm she this. was? Intersectional. Intersectional, cisgender. Well, you better female. stop at the red light. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree that, with her on that. It's true. Huh? You, you do need to stop at the intersections. The but then she said she has some mental problems. She's been diagnosed. Yeah. Oh, she's with got a few mental problems. <laughs> Free floating anxiety disorder, this, I think she said. This is a recruiting ad for the CIA. No wonder people are saying this morning over there in Moscow and Beijing, <laughs> yeah. they have got to be laughing at us. What's going on here, Frank? Well, <laughs> it seems like things are getting politicized a little bit, don't you think? <laughs> wow. I mean, what about that other case? I don't know if you saw a couple of days ago, the the New York Post broke this story that the the teachers union convinced the CDC to change their recommendations about yep. going back to school. Did yep. you see that? It's yep. the same thing. Yep. We've got the we've got politics seeping into so-called science in that case. Mm -hmm. Now right. we have politics seeping into national security in the CIA case. 
I mean, this is ludicrous what's going on. Sanity. Yeah, how, how did the woke crowd get in control of everything? Because they, they've, got to be, they've got to represent about 5% of the public. I'll tell you why. It's because Christians 100 years ago went anti-intellectual. It all goes all the way back it's to that. our fault. It is. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. it is. Well, and also, uh, uh, Frank, I mean, a lot of Christians said politics uh, is not important. I mean, That's anti-intellectual we... right there. Okay. Because all you need to do is point out that in order to, say, preach and, and live the gospel, the rules that are made politically impact that. I mean, you can't have the American family. You, there, there's no such thing as Iran family radio or North Korea family radio. Why? Because politically they've ruled it out. And, and so you can't even preach the gospel or live the gospel when you don't have political freedom. Well, a lot, legally, of ch- anyway. a lot of churches found out how important CDC rules were during the pandemic, didn't they? Oh, when, they did. when churches couldn't, couldn't open. And well, that's ju- another thing that I don't know if you said, well, you, this goes back several months, but you remember uh, after the CDC and these other scientists came out against people who were protesting in the lockdown. This is, I say, at the end of April last year. And then immediately after that, the whole George Floyd thing happened. And suddenly you had 1,300 scientists claiming while we were against protesting the lockdown, these protests, when it comes to racism, we're going to say that they're okay. As if suddenly coronavirus went away, depending upon what you were protesting. Yeah, Yeah. that's not exactly science-based, is it? Yeah, so the CIA is using a... How do you describe that? It's I mean, a, a woke recruitment ad. That was a yeah, recruitment ad. You know, I've always thought of the the, the the military, the the CIA, and the FBI. Those were sane organizations who were uh, with it, and you could trust them and count on them. And now you're seeing this kind of woke stuff appear in the military. Yeah. And Walker, go ahead. Yeah, our adversaries are laughing. China, China is eating our lunch, despite what President Biden says, and Russia's getting a kick out of it too. Um, you know, we, we're, our whole, <clears throat> our entire government um, is being refocused on the wrong things, and we're focused on on this woke culture, on political correctness, um, and pleasing the, the radical left instead of fulfilling the primary duties of government. And so it's 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 a shame. And, you know, the CDC is probably the biggest embarrassment of them all. I know we mentioned it a few minutes ago. Look, the CDC has contradicted itself like six times on multiple different issues. And they're even uh, – the CDC is even going back and forth on whether you should be six feet or three feet, whether you should wear a mask after you're vaccinated – I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We just talked about uh, <clears throat> the 1,300 doctors saying it's okay to protest for this thing, but you can't protest for that thing because COVID picks knows what you're protesting about and, and when it's going to infect you. I mean, this is this is insane that that, we're, that our major institutions are letting politics basically yeah. drive them instead of facts. Well, you know what? Uh, but the, there's a lot of reds. There's a civil war going on right now. It's between the red states and the federal government. And uh, a lot of red states are pushing back, thank goodness. Um, And, Tim, I don't know if you saw, but the Babylon Bee just came out and said that the CDC has just recommended that you wear a seatbelt when you're outside the car. (laughs) 
That's right. You got it just to be safe. Follow the science, Frank. <laughs> thank right. you, CDC. Thank you. Uh, all right, Frank, thanks. So what's your website? Crossexamine.org. Crossexamine with a D on the end of it, .org. See you guys here Saturday at 9 uh, Central, 10 Eastern. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. God bless. All right. Uh, we shall return momentarily with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. So you say the CDC goes back and forth. Hey, whatever happened to the Princess of Doom from the, C- from the CDC? We need to talk about her when we get back from the break. Next time on Today's Issues, our guest will be Abraham Hamilton III. Our Lord and King has graced us with another week, another opportunity to serve him. What a privilege it is. It is also a privilege to be alive right now. We'll also have news headlines and analysis from American Family News. Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio and on Facebook. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit inhisimage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit inhisimage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. The New York Times, Washington Post, and NBC News issued major corrections over the weekend about a story involving Rudy Giuliani. The newspapers, all citing anonymous sources, claimed Giuliani was warned by the FBI he was the target of a Russian disinformation campaign. The stories were false, fake news. And yet the Times, Post, and NBC were not banned from social media. They were not attacked by the fact-checkers. To my knowledge, not a single writer or producer was punished or fired. The media has a long and ugly history of targeting conservatives, but their attacks on the Trump administration crossed a line. Unfortunately, journalists are protected by the courts. Even organizations like Wikipedia can publish outright lies about people. It's happened to me, and my attorneys say public figures are fair game. This is what President Trump meant when he called the fake news industry the enemy of the people. I'm Todd Starnes. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. Psalm 41. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano, Walker Wildman, and Fred Jackson. We thank you for listening to AFR. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net. Fred, you wanted to set up something here? Yeah, let, let's play the the uh, the new CIA recruitment ad once again. We played a few minutes ago. Yeah. But but I want to play it. This is real, folks. This is a real recruitment ad okay. the first by, the, one. by the Central Intelligence Agency, okay? It's cut seven. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. Probably not. <laughs> That's a bunch of garbage right there. But anyway, what's next? You know, here's what happens, though, when you this kind of reality gets out there in the public. Someone decides to point out how insane this is. And I'm not, not sure the name of this lady, but this was found by our guy, Steve, uh, this morning. And I, I, I want to play this for you. This is a spoof on this CIA ad, cut eight. I've never been like other girls, you know? I've never done what the patriarchy wanted me to do. When I was a little girl playing Marco Polo in the pool with my friends, I would hold their heads underwater and make them tell me where Polo was. (laughs) You know what I mean? When we played I Spy, I would always spy the communists, right? I would always find the communists, and so, just things like that. You know, in college, uh, when other girls were doing acid, I was the one giving them the acid, and then I would psychologically torture them for information. And so I've always just been uh, a little bit different. And that's why I joined the CIA. You know, if I could go back and tell this little baby girl something, I think I would tell her that, uh, you know, women can do murder too. We can do a little murder too, if, if we want to. Oh, my, well, you know, there's not much difference there <laughs> between the real one and the spoof as far as they're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sounding uh, uh, oh, dear. caricature comments there. Yeah, if yeah. you're going to put out a stupid ad like the CIA did, yeah. just be prepared for mockery. Yeah. Because it's a coming. Who, who, that's what I wonder. The Central Intelligence Agency, I can't believe – the top brass would approve something like that. Well, listen, I, I think what happened was under the Obama administration, he had eight years. He purged uh, a lot of the That's conservative true. thinking military leaders. If you weren't down with promoting transgenderism and all those kind of, and homosexuality, you were going to be shown the door. Eight years of that, and then President Trump comes in. He's going to drain the swamp. Well, guess what? He found out that swamp runs deep, yeah, remember, and those people are still in power, and now they're doing the same thing at the CIA. Yeah, and remember who ran the CIA under under Obama? It was John Brennan, right? Yes, part of the Russia. He he headed up the Russia hoax. Mm-hmm. He used CIA assets and tools to go after President Trump, then candidate Trump. What? What? 
I, I got to play this one more time. Then we'll go to Sandy. I, I want you to, not the spoof, but the. The so other spoof. The, you're, you're, it's an ad. <laughs> It's an advertisement again. A serious supposed to be a serious advertisement, I guess, to put on television or internet. Probably social media. Social it's media a recruitment to try ad. to recruit people to to the CIA to apply for a job at the CIA. And the first thing she starts with is that she wants everybody to know that she's a woman of color. That's the most important thing right off the bat. Right. And then she sighs something or another. Cisgender. Was that you like? Is that like you like carbohydrates? What Cis, is that? Cisgender, if I'm not mistaken, is our heterosexuals who are apologizing for being heterosexual. Okay, why don't you say? You know, I like. Um, uh, I'm at the CIA, and I and, like men. <laughs> and I, well, no, just just say. Why don't you say this? Uh, we work hard here. Uh, we care about our country. We're patriots. We want to. We want to stop uh, uh, the bad guys from attacking America. And if if, you, if that's something that interests you, uh, sign up for the uh, Central Intelligence. Come to our website. The only thing she did not say in this ad was that she's an American. So mm. I don't think that's they what I'm are. Saying. I don't think they are patriotic. They, in other words, if America is important to them, it's way down at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna torture you here and make you listen to this <laughs> one more time. This is just so ridiculous from the CIA. Go ahead. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. You can sneak into the CIA. I didn't know that because she, well, she said didn't. she didn't. She didn't sneak in there, buddy. She got They're watching it on, the front door. Uh, what do you call it, Ed? The the she oh cis, cis, something cisgender. You mean cisgender? Yeah, cisgender. She which means what now? Well, I I, I believe here. I growing. believe it means you are heterosexual, uh, but you're basically apologizing for it. Okay. That's my that's my funny take on yeah. it. I can see it went over real well. Parker, any thoughts on this ad? I'm ready for Sandy to pitch in. Okay. Sandy Rios joins us. Well, I'm, I'm glad you introduced me. You should have said that I am the cisgender talk show host <laughs> oh. for uh, the morning show for American Family Radio. And we are diverse, you know, Sandy. What's going yes, on here, I, Sandy? I am intersectional, too. Rios, female. I am so oppressed. I'm telling you. I am so oppressed. And cisgender, which I'm really sorry about. I, I really am sorry about that. Sandy, so, I, I, one the one thing I did not, I, I, of course, I don't comprehend that whole ad. The purpose of that's silly. But what was the point she made about my sentences don't go up at the end, implying that a question <laughs> has been asked? What does that even mean? I think she's talking about, oh, you know, the speech pattern that millennials use, where they. Where they talk oh. like this, and they, they go up like, you know? I mean, they, I can't oh, even okay. imitate it. Where All they right. do go up at the end of a sentence. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like it's not a declarative sentence, but it's a question, but it's not a question. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It's And so she doesn't like it either. So I have that in common with her. I, I feel better that somebody at the CIA <laughs> agrees with me on the inflection of the end of sentences. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, you'd you know, be, I'm sure you would be really welcome at the CIA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now, yes, I'm, I prob probably not. Now, here's the thing, you guys. Um, 
Here's the here's the reality. This is actually who's running the agencies. Yeah. It's not funny. This, We're laughing, but it's it, not it's, funny. No. It's not a fluke that this video yeah. got through the chain of command. I mean, how did that happen? It happened because this is who's serving. And I, and what Walker, Walker, I think Walker said earlier, one of you, Fred, uh, that uh, the Obama administration purged uh, people. I've said that to you before. They did that in the Pentagon. They did it in the Justice Department. They did it in all the agencies and padded the agencies with the woke folk, uh, and worse than woke, I mean, just the radical leftists. And remember that John Brennan, who was the CIA director under appointed by Obama, voted for the Communist Party candidate yes. in 1980. So, uh, and the word has it from some people I know on the inside that he converted to Islam when he was uh, the station chief in Saudi Arabia. So, uh, John Brennan, I don't, as far as I can tell, does not, uh, if he loves this country, he's got a strange way of showing it. I saw him uh, briefing a group of CIA recruits uh, a few years ago. I wish I had that tape. And he is laughing about having voted for the Communist Party candidate and saying to them, it really doesn't matter about your background anymore. <laughs> you know what? It does your background check. Don't worry. You know, because look at me. I voted for the Communist Party uh, candidate in 1980, and I'm the CIA director. So this is, um, I just saw uh, Anita Dunn, uh, who's now representing Joe Biden, also on an interview over the weekend. Uh, and I just remembered, you know, Anita Dunn was the the White House, whatever her position was under Barack Obama. She's the one who loved Mao Zedong. He was her favorite uh, philosopher. And Fred, she, Fred, she's, Fred has a clip when you want to oh. play it. Yeah, I have a clip of Anita Dunn talking the other day that maybe the schools aren't going to open this fall, and also a reaction from Louisiana Senator John Kennedy. It's cut 11. He said probably. He didn't say absolutely. But given the science, if the vaccination program in this country proceeds, if people do go get their vaccines, there he does believe that schools should be able to reopen in September and reopen safely following the CDC guidelines. But he said probably, he said, did not say absolutely. This is gonna leave a deep scar and it's gonna hurt our kids who need the help the most. I hope I'm wrong, but we're gonna lose almost, I'm not gonna say a generation, but a large portion of a generation of kids here. And it's so avoidable and all, the, all President Biden has to do is stand up and say to the unions, no, we're going back to school. Very interesting, Sandy, get your comment on it, but Fox News was reporting this morning that a couple of years ago, the teachers' unions used to give the Democrats about five, six million dollars for election campaigns. Last year, they gave the Democrats 43 million dollars. In the context of the news we're learning, that apparently the teachers' union is now telling the CDC when it's safe for schools to open. I, I mean, what's going on in this country is dangerous. It has been for a long time, Fred, and I know you know that. I would say about the National Education Association, uh, it has been the largest lobbying organization in D.C. for years, uh, and it has been off the rails for years. For 20 years, the leader, and this goes back to the late 80s, I believe, uh, was a gentleman who was a closet homosexual. And during that 20 years, I watched it. I had a front row seat to this. Uh, they moved to the left in ways that would shock you now. You'd say, oh, I didn't realize that was happening then. 
The NEA is a radical leftist uh, organization, and somehow they've managed to convince teachers, you know, all teachers, that they need to join because of the, the benefits. Kind of like um, uh, the senior citizen organization. It's like they have become, what is it, the, oh, the big a- one? AARP. Y- yes. They became, their leadership also became very radical, but they've got seniors convinced that, you know, the benefits and that the insurance benefits and all of these good things, you know, we just kind of look the other way about those policies. And that's what teachers did. And they kept giving their money and the NEA kept growing and growing and it moved more and more to the left. And now it's just untethered from reality. And that's why so many of our teachers are, are the, so many of our teachers have been radicalized in ways we don't even recognize. You know, many of them in uh, during this COVID year were before the election were out there campaigning and working. They were. Uh, uh, my understanding is, a lot of them were the ones that were doing the the work of uh, undermining President Trump, and making sure they elected Biden. Um, but they did it in. And now it's they, payback. They, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that- maybe so. Yeah, like yeah, like Black Lives Matter is receiving lots of payback from the Biden administration right now. Also, yeah. Yeah. But they're all on the same page anyway, Tim. Yeah, they're, ideolo- they're ideologically yeah. uh, all the same. Uh, yeah. The the, the uh, left, the, the what we call the left, the secular left in this country, the quote so-called progressives. Abe calls them regressives. Uh, one but, other thing, Sandy, to ask you about. Uh, I mentioned Princess Doom before you came <laughs> on with us, uh, and that's not a character from Star Wars that I'm aware is of. Is she a cisgender? Is she cisgender? Well, she's a person of color. She's a low... <laughs> She's a woman of color. Tim, stop <laughs> stop mansplaining. Okay, oh, you're okay. mansplaining. Well, man, you just can't say anything today without, oh, you think next they're going to be after Snow White or something. Maybe we just need 90 minutes of silence. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really. So do, do, do we have, you're talking about Princess Doom. Okay, March 29, 2021, we played a clip from, do we still have that? Is that a yes or no? Yes, CDC. We do? Okay. Uh, the lady's name is uh, director of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky. Walensky. She's a MD. And on March the 29th, 2021, she, she let America and the world hear this. I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script. And I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope. But right now, I'm scared. Okay, she. This was CDC director on end of March saying she is predicting impending doom on our country. Right. Okay. She's scared. She was. She was wrong on impending. And she was wrong on doom. Okay? She was 0 for 2 right there. Yes. And she needs to come back and apologize. You make a dire prediction like that and scare the daylights out of a lot of people. It didn't scare the daylights out of me because I knew it was a bunch of uh, probably just malarkey. Malarkey like, like to borrow from, from Biden. But uh, uh, it, it didn't happen. We've had some spots of, of cases where COVID has flared up and it's zero zero point three death rate across America. Huh? And that's among the high risk group. That's among the high risk groups. Uh but uh it's it's not it's not wrecking havoc to qua- 
to uh, f- fulfill her prediction there, her prophecy of impending doom? Because she was she was talking about the fact that states were opening back up. Yeah, yeah, that's what she was saying. And then also, let's not forget President Neanderthal Biden, who who said who went after Mississippi and Texas in particular when he was told that they were rescinding their mask mandate. Right. The governors of those states, he said. He said, that's Neanderthal thinking, right, Walker? Yeah, and when, when Fauci was questioned after fi- after four weeks and the cases continued dropping in those states, Fauci was questioned about why is it that Texas and Mississippi and Florida are seeing the lowest cases since the beginning of the pandemic. What did well, he say? Fauci said, well, I, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> okay, Fauci, so you can weigh I'll, in I'll on, 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 on dating oh, and whether you can go to a baseball game or whether you can gather at church, he weighs in on all that, and he's got an opinion. Mm. But why are the cases at historic lows across the country? I don't think. Well, I don't know. I think he needs to be in a hot seat when he answers those questions, where you can hit a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, it's, where, you know what I'm saying? Where it stuns him. I'm not talking about hurting a man. I'm talking about where it just shocks. It, it rattles him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In other words, that is not an acceptable answer. You can't tell us you predicted doom, and now you're saying, why didn't that happen? We say, why didn't that happen? You say, I don't know. Let's you, move on to the next You sound like question. a good candidate for the CIA, <laughs> where, you can, where you can shop. You put yeah. people in a hot seat, and they don't know. answer questions. I'm, I'm a man of color. <laughs> it's white. It's white. <laughs> All right. You, could I just right. tell you ahead, a couple Sandy. of other things? Could I add a couple of things? I this. I'm sorry. I'm not back to the this CIA. Is the, I this could is be. not the patriarchy, Sandy. You're allowed to speak if you'd like. <laughs> oh, thank you. I feel so much better. <laughs> anyway, because uh, I, I was worried about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, they're talking. The emphasis now on this COVID thing. This is really, I think, very dangerous. And that is that they are now beginning, as you've probably heard, to push for children, all children, to be vaccinated. Pfizer is now in this all-out, they call it an emergency. Uh, Emergency, uh, the same thing that President Trump used to develop. uh, Emergency use authorization. There, thank you. It's not an emergency. Emergency for what? Well, because children are dropping dead everywhere from COVID. Haven't you noticed? Uh, You know, the truth is, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but so few children have contracted COVID, so few children and very little, very few have died of COVID. It's just children don't get it. That's the mystery of it. But they're going to vaccinate all of our children. And so, of course, there is this push now to shun people that refuse the vaccine. And it's becoming, uh, it's a, you can tell it's bubbling up because I'm seeing, I saw it in the, uh, uh, the the uh, the daily newspaper that goes out everywhere, the big one that goes USA Today. They had a big article about it about uh, the, how we need to shun people who won't take the vaccine because they're yeah. putting all of us at risk. Uh, and then we have discussions. We had one on the View a couple of days ago. This is they're going to double down now because those of us that haven't had the vaccine are really we are the reason that people are still dying, and we're the reason that this thing is just out of control. So nope. we must be, you know shamed so that we cannot function in the culture until we agree to have the vaccine. Okay. And then the last thing I want to tell you is I saw a video this morning of a California group. They have this program in California where healthcare workers go out with police and force vaccinations on disabled persons, even children. I I watched that. You did send that out. That was, that was terrifying. 
they, they held them down while many of them cried. One of them was an elderly woman with Alzheimer's who was bedridden. They came into her home and forced her to have the vaccine. You can do that? Well, because they're because they're mentally challenged. This is so. There's civil rights are out the door. Well, they're yes. under the care of, I guess they probably don't homes. have a primary caregiver, family yeah. member, right? Oh well, no. I think no. They're going into homes. They're going into home. This is in homes. It's not in like facilities where they're living. Oh, no, this okay. was in individual. It's in California. Homes. Yes, in California. Uh, I'm not surprised. And the, um, the, the, the someone said, and I think this is something that we have to give serious consideration. First of all, we should be protecting the helpless, and that should appall us. But I think it's not illogical to think that uh, Americans that have not had the virus, if, if things continue to accelerate the way they are in this country, may be forced to take the virus. I can just see them coming Al- in and forcing Dur- you to take it. Didn't Alan Dershowitz say in an interview, this is back over about a year ago, he said that it is absolutely constitutional yeah. for you to be forced. Wasn't it Alan Dershowitz who, so. to be forced to have a vaccine? Yeah, and, and Sandy, you 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 made me think of something a few minutes ago. Remember before the election when it was Operation Warp Speed, and I don't know, candidate Biden maybe is his name, and candidate Harris is the VP on the ticket. They were both undermining the vaccine totally remember yes. they said no they said no we're not taking it no it's that's a, right. a, that's a, that's a trump, trump has anything to do with it yeah. i don't that's trust a, that's a trump vaccine yeah. i wouldn't dare vaccine. take that yeah. and then yeah. what three months later she's getting shot up on tv at the white house mm. yes and so and yeah so my, my my point is this is all politics because the vaccine from all the data we see is effective very effective and there are some side effects here or there but when you look at those numbers those are minuscule when you look at the millions of people who've had the shot. So, but this is, these are the same people. And and to your point, Sandy, about they're doing this fear mongering about, well, more people are going to die if we don't get the vaccine. Well, the vaccine protects the person who gets it. So if you want the vaccine, then get the vaccine. If you don't want it and you're willing to quote, take that risk, whatever that risk is for your age and your health, then that's up to you. That's yeah, like so not why, wearing why your seatbelt. So why does the person who has the vaccine care whether I get one or not? Good question. Because they are not affected. It's like wearing your seatbelt. Because Dr. Fauci is telling them that we're we're not sure. We're not sure that there's complete, sure. maybe 85% sure, but there's still that chance that you might get the vaccine well, or that it might mutate and you'd get a different form of it. And so we need everyone to be vaccinated. That's vaccinated. That's what they're right. saying. What, what clip do you have, Fred? This is Sonny Hostin, who is a one of the co-hosts on The View program, says uh, America should be shunning evangelicals and Republicans for not getting the vaccination. When you look at the folks that are not getting vaccinated, because it's a quarter of Americans that aren't getting vaccinated, white evangelicals, 45% say they won't get vaccinated, according to a Pew Research. Uh, Republicans, almost 50% of Republicans are refusing to get the vaccine. So we won't reach herd immunity because of those particular groups. So I say we need to shun those that refuse to get vaccinated, just like now in certain states, many states, I know in New York, um, there are signs on on uh, storefronts, on businesses all across the, 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 the state, no mask, no entry. I think if you have not been vaccinated, no entry, then you don't get those 
other liberties that come with immunity. Okay. If you will shun me, then I can't give you the COVID. And I can't get it. So I would say, so go ahead and shun me. I think that's a good idea. Huh? What? Yeah, except that you might not be able to have a job and you might not can't be fly. able to go out of your why house. Why did she or say white evangelicals? Because, because. Why don't you per- just say, why don't you just say, we need to shun anybody who doesn't get a vaccine. Why? Why should you pick on uh, well, white evangelicals? Well, because white we, white evangelicals are, in terms of religious people, are at the top of the list of not getting. So the they vaccine. say. So they say. Right. Where do you get these stats from? You well, know? they they do polling and surveys. Uh, they do. See there, you can't cite. <laughs> you can't cite the studies. They. Huh? Well, that's that's true. Uh, anyway, uh, all right. Now, one of we have Biden's Neanderthal. Uh, This is from uh, remember when Texas and Mississippi and other states, but those two in particular said that we're into the mask mandates. Right. And this is what Biden said then. Texas, I think it's a big mistake. Look, I hope everybody's realized by now these masks make a difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. We've been able to move that all the way up to the end of May to have enough for every American to get every adult American to get a shot. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It still matters. You were wrong. They need to come back. I don't know, Tim. I have a sense of impending doom. Well, (laughs) he was wrong when he was was on his Zoom call with nobody else in the room with foreign leaders wearing his mask. Yeah. And he's fully vaccinated. Yeah. (laughs) And then he walks the day the CDC says no mask outside anymore. Biden walks out of the White House for a press conference (laughs) outdoors, sunshine, 70 degrees, wind blowing. With his mask on. And they're the ones that tell us that we we need to religiously follow the CDC. Yes, follow right. the science. Yes. Follow, follow the, the science. science. He's right. just following the science. He really is. Yeah. And we know that the science is all over the map on this. So. Thanks, Sandy. But, yeah, all you're right, welcome. Talk you. to you guys soon. Okay. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.